Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show that focuses on people and organizations making a big difference and having a big impact in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan, and joining us first on our show is Mr. Taylor Toynes. He's the Chief Executive Officer, the CEO of 4 Oak Cliff. Taylor, how you doing? Man, let me say this for real. I have been dying to have you on the show for the last year. I'm so glad of, of having you on and so proud of 4 Oak Cliff. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you so much. And to, to your question, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm blessed to be alive um, in good spirits and with exciting things um, to work on towards our community. Well, let me tell you something. You guys have been making a lot of noise lately. And, again, I'm so proud of what your organization is doing. This is 4oakcliff.org. It is a nonprofit. And part of what you guys are doing is you're, you're, you're aiming to accomplish a mission of a dual-gen community-driven programming through four pillars. The pillars in South Oak Cliff are education, ag- advocacy, community building, and arts and you're trying to create a culture of education and increase social mobility and social capital. First of all, you conceived this idea as a fourth-grade teacher back in the day, right? Correct. So tell us how it all started and how you and your fourth-grade class, because, again, I appreciate the fact that you're an educator and you took it upon yourself, you and your your, your buddy uh, Xavier Henderson, was the CDO, right. the Chief Development Officer of Fort Oak Cliff. You guys had a plan and you made it happen. So let's let's go back to the beginning, back when you were in, uh, the fourth grade teacher. Those students in that classroom changed my life forever, and I'm extremely grateful for them. I learned so many lessons as a teacher. Um, education, I believe, is you know is is, is our passport to success. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. Um, and to be there with with the, the amazing eight nine year olds I had in that class at Bushman Elementary School um, was a remarkable experience. And from there, they drove the passions um, for for creating a better foundation for the youth who who came after them. But you know, some of the best ideas come from the most simple problems, I believe. And one of the issues um, that I saw as a writing teacher was my students were not bringing enough pencils and paper to class every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I began to provide that along with other teachers as well, you know, helping out to, you know, make sure that our students had, you know, the special equipment needed um, to learn every day. And I just thought it would be cool to 
you know, get ahead of the curve in the summer and raise school supplies for uh, for my students that were incoming the next school year. And that idea became the Four Oak Cliff Back to School Festival. Um, and along with, you know, thought partners like my classmate, I mean, my classmates that I went to school with, as well as my students, um, we had the first annual Back to School Festival at Glendale Park and partnered with, you know, orgs like the United Way, the Dallas Mavericks, um, DISD, and we were able to serve thousands of people that year. And then from there, we understood that, you know, a one-day event was was good, but when we looked at the area that we served um, and how systemically oppressed it was from, you know, leading the state of Texas with the most people incarcerated mm-hmm. um, to the, the extreme poverty poverty rate that exists, we knew that it was going to take a, a programmatic approach um, to create this movement that was necessary for South Oak Cliff in the area that we call the super block. And, you know, we were diligent and prudent about it. Um, and we went out and, and worked hand-in-hand in hand with community members, um, and, and we were able to uh, get organized and create the movement we have today um, of Four Oak Cliff. And we're preparing now for our eighth annual Back to School Festival. It's amazing to hear that. Eighth you know, annual, eighth, man. <laughs> eighth annual. Um, and we're back outside at the park, at Glendale Park. The past two years had been a drive through and this year we're back in the neighborhood at Glendale Park on uh, August 13th. So it's this our season. You know, I, I, I like to say we run the summer. <laughs> yeah, this is exciting. And you started in 2014. Taylor, first of all, the fact that you called it the Super Block. I also like the fact that, you know, your organization, like you said, you, you, you're trying to make sure that Fort Oak Cliff is culturally relevant and Indeed. that you serve South Oak Cliff and you're you're trying to provide cultural responsibility and cultural responsive initiatives. I like the fact that you're doing more than just pointing out a problem. Sometimes organizations, they do a, a great job at saying, hey, by the way, over here, guess what? There are some issues we need to take care of. They're good at pointing them out. But you've actually had plans like that super block, and you were able to partner yeah. with some great organizations to make some of these dreams come true where you're able to change things in South Oak Cliff. Can you give a, a quick shout-out to some of the partners you've been able to work with over the years? I mean, man, you know, talking to you, I'm thinking the Dallas Mavericks has, <laughs> have been a, a, an extremely good partner. Um, not just left from a product of that, the the basketball court that sure. we now have in our, in our new facility. Um, you know, and from the first day of the festival, that's the thing that, that I really appreciate is the people who've been around, you know, since day one, like the 1st of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really appreciate those partners from the South Oak Cliff Alumni Association, the Bear Cave, and the United Way has been amazing. The Commit Partnership, DISD, um, the Neighborhood Associations, all of them, the apartment complexes and the people who are in them um, that have been uh, supportive and a bunch of individuals you know i think that in this work the most important thing are relationships yes um, you know i think that the more that i can can get to know you um the better partner we can be for one another i i think that a lot of times people get caught up in transactions and uh it's important to to have you know relationships with one another because the more i know you the more that you know i'm gonna i'm gonna reach out further for you and understand what you need let me tell you something. There's something to be said 
for having a relationship that's based more upon, uh, you know, respect and and transparency than just a transactional relationship because transactions come and go, people come and go. But when you have a, a relationship that's based over time and you you all understand each other, a lot more can happen. And and speaking right. of that, I, like I said, your journey is so unique, and I, I'm so proud of Fort Oak Cliff because, like, like I said, you guys are young guys. It's not like you're a bunch of old heads that came together and said, you know what, this is what we've been needing to do. I've lived here for the last 60 years, and I've watched it change. And No, you guys – Again, you grew up in South Oak Cliff, but you've been moving right. things along rapidly. Like I said, from an educational standpoint, first, you mentioned education being key. And you also mentioned that it was trying to, to you know, get school supplies for the kids. Let's talk about back in the day how you had a big impact. It was also organic how, you know, international recording artist J. Cole <laughs> came to town and was doing some right. things. With for Oak Cliff, I think for a lot of people, they gave you guys a lot of credibility and validity, uh, validated a lot of your work, right? Especially in Dallas. I mean, it's like one thing to have an idea, and it's another thing to have one of the greatest musicians in the world come into town and believe in what you do, and then actually give. Could you talk about how that happened, and you know, the relationship with J. Cole? Because he is yeah. he is up there with Kendrick Lamar, somebody that. Not only is you know you know multi million selling rapper, but he is known for being deep, thoughtful, and well respected with so many different genres on so many different levels. Right. Yeah, J Cole. That's a solid a solid dude. There. Um, at the Back to School Festival, you know, I, I remember the date, August eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. You know, I was like, those that was just crazy how all those eights lined up. <laughs> um, that year, and um, J Cole, he he had his uh, he had his concert the uh, the day of the festival. We saw when they released the the tour dates, and our festival was already in place. Um, and we saw J Cole was gonna be there, be in Dallas on that date. And you know, we just playfully were talking with one another, like, yeah, let's get J Cole to come to the festival. At that point, it was a wish. You know, it was, a, it was just one of those things just to throw out into the world. And um, little did we know what was going to unfold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> J. Cole, a week before his uh, his concert in Dallas, um, he just released a random song. Like, it wasn't on the album. It was just like something that he – it was a freestyle. Sure. And he said, shout out Oak Cliff. I'm about to fly to Dallas. Uh, something, I don't remember what else, something around buying the Mavericks from Mark Cuban, too. And I, uh, a couple years from now, I might just buy the Mavericks. That's what he said. Um, but when he said, shout out Oak Cliff, I'm about to fly to Dallas, the community um, came together because a lot of people volunteered at the Back to School Festival. It's a, it's a, you know, so everyone says it's like a family reunion feel at the festival. So, mm-hmm. Everyone was already prepped to volunteer when they heard J. Cole say that and also know, um, you know, it lined up with the date. The the city came out and told J. Cole on Twitter, like, hey, man, come to the Four Cliff Back to School Festival. A lot of people were uh, tagging him on that. And then our mayor got behind it. He asked J. Cole to come out. And uh, our superintendent, Dr. Hinojosa, did as well. And at the end of the festival, man, I'll send you the video. It's, it's kind of crazy to watch. It was, it was the festival was about over, and I looked up 
and I saw this black truck pull up, and I was like, man, who else coming this late? And I ran up, and it was J. Cole coming out. And not only did he come and spend time with our community, but he also provided $20,000 worth of school supplies. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, J. Cole, solid guy, man. I wish nothing but the best to him. Um, and he, you know, he's up there. You know, I know you said Kendrick Lamar, and I agree. But I think when we look back on Tom, the same way that we talk about Shakespeare and his peers, J. Cole is going to be in that type of conversation um, as a writer and as a lyricist. I agree. We're talking with Taylor Toys. He's the CEO and founder, uh, co-founder of Four Oak Cliff. And you guys have been doing such great things from, you know, t- 2014. You mentioned 2018 with J. Cole. It goes even further. The, you're, mm. you're, at one point, you got Four Oak Cliff, a storefront office in the shopping center. Can you talk about mm-hmm. that step? And then we're going to talk about where you are now because it's an amazing story of growth. Right. It is. Shout out to Glendale Shopping Center. Yes. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Glendale Shopping Center and Mr. Heron, the person who really helped us really bring it all to give it, provided us space. Um, and that shopping center is near and dear to my heart. Uh, that shopping center is where I grew up, actually. It's family, man. My grandfather, right. My grandfather had um, the neighborhood store, Ben and Sons, and um, I spent many of my days in that shopping center. And to be able to come back home and, and uh, start our organization out there, and we started with a 250-square-foot office space. Um, and from there, we were able to, to um, be selected from the real estate council um, for a program that they had that provided a, a, a massive makeover of our space. We acquired a storefront that was next door that gave us a 4,000-square-foot um, community space. And, um, man, a lot of magical things happened in that, in that uh, community center over there in Glendale. Um, I would say right now, when I think about the community and what took place over you know the past couple of years, Glendale Shopping Center was such a place for uh, for people to go get resources. Um, we were able to give out nearly three million pounds of food um, over the past year, two years in the shopping center, um, you know, and also to be next door to a cultural space like Pan African Bookstore. There's just a wealth of knowledge, and you know, we also had some some really cool people grace our space over there as well. And top of that list for me of of people are the, the, the people we were able to serve um, in that shopping center. Um, but also someone who came through with a deep understanding of our community was the late, great Nipsey Hussle. And yes. to really be able to sit down and spend some time with Nip in the shopping center and let him know the inspiration that he provided uh, to what we were doing. Um, but also for, for Nip to tell us that, you know, when he walked in our space, he said, this is impressive. Um, you know, that was that was a lot of encouragement to what we were doing and what we still are doing right now. You know, you mentioned that space and what I thought was also significant. And again, it, it shows the growth and where you were at that point in time. And it's even gotten bigger. At, way back when people were talking about how there's not a, a, any decent Wi-Fi in the hood, mm-hmm. in Oak Cliff. Mm-hmm. And you guys were able to partner with AT&T, provide Wi-Fi, but more right. than Wi-Fi, you you created a computer lab over there. Can you talk about that just a little bit and how that came together? Yeah, man, AT&T, one of those amazing partners that are doing some great work here in Dallas. 
um, the digital divide is wide. It is it's huge. Um, and to be in 2022, that's something that we have to be able to uh, to give me. It's a plane flying over us right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> How can you get anything done without Wi-Fi, you know? <laughs> right. Um, but the Wi-Fi, we, we – um, we we had great partners and relationships at AT&T that understood that, but not only just spoke towards the problem, but came forward with a solution and provided us their computers in there um, that were already pre-equipped with, you know, all the software needed for homework, um, to have a homework hotline for students or virtual, I would say, um, as well as games and things that they could play on, but just also a place that people can go in and do a resume or yeah. take a practice test. Um, and, and not only is the Wi-Fi in our space, but people can access that Wi-Fi outside. I've seen people standing outside of our doors um, when we're not open using our Wi-Fi. So I really appreciate AT&T providing that to us um, in the shopping center, not just to us, but to the community that are using it as well. So you were, you were talking about how, you know, you went from, you know, the shopping center right there, and then you were able to make a leap where – you were able to secure the former Moreland YMCA as the new headquarters mm. for Oak Cliff. Please talk about how you guys were able to transition over there because that facility is absolutely amazing. I was there when you had the grand opening ceremony and the Mavericks mm-hmm. donated the basketball court. You got a swimming pool out there. You, it's, it's like the perfect location for all the things you want to do. Please tell us how you were able to secure the space and how things have been going. Man. I believe just walking in, in, in God's order and having extreme faith, that's the only way those type of things happen. Um, without the faith, you know, we wouldn't even been able to see something like that happening. And I appreciate also the amazing team that we have. You know, it's 11 full-time staff members at Fort Oak Cliff that are all dedicated to improving our community. And um, when the opportunity presented itself to get that space, you know, we mounted up um, as much as we could with our board um, our and our staff to uh, to position ourselves to, to really go after that building and to be selected and then also to really finish out a capital campaign um, for the for the uh, for the total payments of the building was just I don't know, man, it's heaven sent. You know, it's a lot of different foundations um, that believed in us and understood that this was a necessary space. Um, so we're extremely grateful for everyone who, uh, you know, provided financial resources for this building to be. And now that, that we're in it and, you know, we've, we've you know, made it for Oak Cliff now and, and put our own spin on it, it's been special to watch all the things. Last night in the gym, our summer camp had their grand finale. And to see those kids, you know, in the way that the gym was set up with the rounds and the, mm-hmm. the stage and, and see all those families, they're celebrating their kids, you know, um, after a summer of learning was, was special. And to know tomorrow, you know, the pool is going to be open. I'm going to see families out there swimming, beating this heat a little bit. Um, and also, we would be in there playing basketball, but it's all hands on deck for the back-to-school festival now. Yes, so sir. We'll have a, have our volunteers in, getting ready to start packing up these uh, 3,000 backpacks to uh, – to, um, to pass out at Glendale Park. Now that's fantastic. Again, that's that's like I said, the, probably the first pillar you ever started with the education uh, pillar, and 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 it started with 
way back when. Can you talk about uh, what you guys get ready to do and 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 uh, how you got these backpacks and all hands on deck? You can kind of talk about what's getting ready to happen next month. Yeah, next month, man, is going to be um, a joyful, jubilant day. Uh, we're going to pass out, you know, roughly 4,000 backpacks. Um, we're also going to be out getting people registered to vote. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a lot of young people that will be their first time um, to get registered and be able to cast their vote, which is important to us. And we're also going to have some um, workforce opportunities out there. We'll have uh, different companies and systems out there, such as Parkland and Methodist Hospital, um, who have, you know, a plethora of jobs right now that people can apply for. Um, and also, you know, the stage is going to be, it's gonna be live. We got, you know, we got some 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 uh, exciting performances coming in. Nice. Um, the school of the South South Oak Cliff uh, High School band um, will be there with us again this year. I can't wait um, to hear them. Uh, got some special performances coming too as well from Jason Lyric um, to be there with us. So it's Uh-oh. it's all uh, yeah. It's gonna be a good day. I'm looking forward to it. And what's that date again? August 13th, 9 o'clock at Glendale Park. Excellent. Now, we mentioned the education part. You, get, you kind of talk about the arts a little bit. These are four pillars that you guys are striving through. You know, you're know, you curating right. the dual-gen community-driven programming through these four pillars, this education, advocacy, community building, and arts. Let's talk about the arts a little bit. What, what are you guys doing in the arts? You mentioned some of the performers that are going to be there for this particular festival, but can you talk about some of the other things? Uh, for sure. Yeah, we've uh, we hosted a film workshop this summer where we uh, had a group of teens come in along with uh, the Texas Theater in conjunction with the Oak Cliff Film Festival that learned, you know, the technical side mm-hmm. of, uh, of film, learned how important things such as sound and lighting are. It's not just acting and cameras, um, but they learned the technical side of it. Um, brought in some directors and producers as well for that X led that session it was amazing um we we may have discovered you know the next the jordan next peele George, <laughs> all them, right? yeah kugler yes black panther um, exactly exactly so you know that you know we, we're really diving into the the film side because it's important to, to document the stories and have a space for our youth to tell their stories um so you can also go check out um a film that we did with a guy named nick brooks um, it's called Hoop Dreaming. It's on YouTube. It's a short film we did with some students a couple of years ago. But also, we're uh, we're looking to continue to build that arts pillar out with our young people, like really seeing what it is what it is that they're interested in in the arts, um, from visual to performing, all the the, the different arts that there are. Um, and it's you know it's the creative side of things, so it's cool to see what what is actually being created as well. Um, we saw some dance routines that, that they did at summer camp. Um, all summer they learned, you know, the drums, dance routines, and um, also learned heritage in that as well. Mm-hmm. So it's always special. That is exceptional. I mean, that is exactly right, and that is exceptional. We're talking to Taylor Tones. He's the chief executive officer of Fort Oak Cliff. And I mentioned this is a dual-gen you know, opportunity for these four pillars. What is dual-gen for those who aren't familiar with that phrase? Right. So what we're typically used to seeing is a single-gen approach where it's either focused on the child or the parent. Dual-gen is when you merge the two and you focus on the entire family. Nice. Um, 
I believe in I believe in looking at our process. People ask, you know, what ages do you serve? And for me, I look at from embryo to success. Um, we want to work with, with with the with the baby when it's in the womb mm-hmm. because we understand how much education can take place for the parent and the child um, during that time. So for us, you know, thinking of if a if a young person is there for let's say basketball practice. We're making announcements to the parents that, hey, we have all these other uh, programs and events and spaces of opportunity for you to volunteer, whatever, as well, because the more that the family is engaged in something together, the more that they can grow together. Um, and we're intentional about it. So even from our GED program, um, if individuals come in as a parent, you know, one of the biggest barriers often is they um they can't find childcare mm-hmm. uh, for their children. So for us, we want to remove that barrier as much as possible. Um, why not come get your GED and, you know, we have someone there for your children, whether it's a program they're participating in, such as, you know, a film festival or in the gaming lab or, you know, basketball or soccer, whatever it is, or they're just getting some enrichment as well. Um, getting help with their homework. We have the space for that for families so we can move them together as one. Sounds like we're talking a lot about the community building aspect of that pillar. You mentioned the sports camps. You mentioned some of the things that they can do. What about the health talks and uh, some of those mixes for some of the OGs? Yeah, for the OGs, man, we try to serve everyone. Um, You know, when we look at at, uh, North Texas and Parkland did their uh, report on it and showed how 75216 has been one of the most unhealthy zip codes in all of North Texas. And that's the area that we serve. And we see a lot of our elders with cardiovascular issues. And so much of that can be uh, fixed in a diet. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all about your diet. It's the diet, exactly. Um, We also, in our community, we're a food desert. So, you know, there aren't any uh, quality grocery stores in the neighborhood for us an alternative solution to that was we host a farmer's market now mm-hmm. that people can come get fresh produce oh, good. Um, and the items that they need. It's the first Saturday of every month, but combining those things along with, you know, the doctors to come out um, to talk about it, the individuals that are, that are trained to, you know, discuss healthy eating mm-hmm. as well as prep um, for healthy eating is very important, but also, you know, you got to make it fun, too. So we had a bingo going on. There you go. Bingo. They love some bingo. Right. Win some fresh 4 Cliff merch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and also in that space, be able to build community with one another. And those same individuals also have the opportunity to, uh, when we think of intergenerational relationships, um, to be in the same space with our youth as well. Yes, that's um, important. And be able to mend those relationships, too. Exactly. Not only mend those relationships, but inspire some wisdom. It's one thing to have knowledge, but when you add some wisdom on top of it, that means you lived it. That helps the the individual grow, especially young people. That brings the understanding, don't it? It does. It it really, really does. (laughs) Taylor, you guys have got your hands full. I know it's an exciting time right now. Can you talk about the Superblock again? You mentioned Superblock because that's where it started. Can you explain what that phrase means? Yeah, the super block is uh, mostly made up of the 75216 zip code. Um, the geographical boundaries are I-35 on the western boundary to I-45 on the eastern boundary, Illinois northern, all the way down to Leadbetter. 
and um, it's home of uh, the defending state champion, well, South Oak Cliff, yeah, <laughs> South Oak Cliff High School uh, football team. Um, you know, and that's it's it's. I would say um, if I had to put what the super block is in one word, it would be resilient. Um, it's a it's a it's a resilient place, mm-hmm. and um, I believe you know it's the heartbeat of the city of Dallas. Um, it's a special place to my heart. It's my home. Despite whatever oppressive things um, that may be going on, the community thrives. And um, I'm honored to be from there and to serve there. Exactly. And you mentioned, you know, part of reclaiming the neighborhood, reclaiming the super block and and making things better. It's all about social mobility and social capital. Can you talk about why that's so important for those who really don't understand the currency we're talking about? Yes, social capital is one of the most important currencies. Just yes. think of it this way. Mm-hmm. Who if who do you have that you can call to help you in times of need? At their first at, at the maximum, that's your social capital. Um and when you think of whatever it may be, um, it's important to have to be in the positive and not in the negative of social capital. So for us it's about creating those spaces. So we have a phlebotomy course these are individuals that have their own social capital from wherever it may be. But when they're in a cohort of individuals all focused on the same goals with the same aspirations and getting the same um, background and teaching, now um, they, they've increased their social capital, which will help them increase their social mobility, which is their finances and um, how they manage their money because they're all learning and growing together mm-hmm. um, and are also able to help one another out um, with the other relationships that they may have. And social capital, you mentioned that. How about the social mobility? What can you do with that? Social mobility has to be increased. Um, right now, our goal is to get individuals employed within our community mm-hmm. so that we can increase, you know, the, the dollars that is circulated within the super block. Um, for example, our phlebotomy course, by being able to get individuals into that, that's a that's a role and a um, and a wage that'll change individuals' lives. And when we do increase the social mobility of the total sum of the super block, then we'll be able to uh, to convince grocery stores that it is a need for them to be here. Because at the end of the day, that's business. Um, people want to see what what's going how much their rev- how much their revenues will grow or the KPIs you know of, yes. of the areas. Um, so for me, it's also being able to increase that. And also, the more we increase the social mobility of the parent, the better life that the child is going to have in that household and the further that they can go um, and have something to build off of as well. Exactly. And you no longer become uh, something that you can't. In other words, you, you no longer become a detriment. You become an asset to your community and you help your community grow. Exactly. And if the community grows, the city grows. If the city grows, the area grows. North Texas grows. The state. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It grows. United States of America grows. I love the way you think. My question is, when do you sleep? Because I, you get, your hands are so full and things. the growth is so great with 4 Oak Cliff. I'm really, really proud of what you're doing. Seriously, when do you get some rest for yourself? Man, oh, <laughs> when I'm at home, I'm at home. I hear you. Say that you I'm, balance it out. I'm not, yeah, I'm at the house. Uh, and you know, I got I got a a, a son. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be ten months. Uh, yeah, congratulations, Daddy. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, I have a little girl. Uh, her name is Wednesday. My mm-hmm. son Taylor Jr. Um. I guess they give me energy, and I sleep as long as Junior is not crying, and we're not having to try to get him back to sleep. But he's sleeping more, though, and crying less, so my boy is maturing. <laughs> that means things are happening, and things are happening in such a great way. You mentioned business. I can't say this enough. In this day and age of technology, streaming, and social media, your website is key. It's almost like your business card. The website for fouroakcliff.org is exceptional. Can you talk about your staff again and and if you want to shout out some of your partners again or or talk about where you are right now and where you're envisioning Fort Oak Cliff being because it's an absolutely amazing story, and I think that's why we have you on the show today because people need to know. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, you can go onto our website and you will see all the programs, events, and even recaps of uh, things that we've done in the past. Um, that site is managed by a phenomenal team member of ours by the name of Sidney Chandler. Um, and it's, it's important, you know, I think that 4 Cliff has a, has a really family oriented feel of all of our team and we help to, uh, move the mission together. Um, so I'm really grateful to be, you know, with such a wonderful group of individuals. Um, and also, you know, excited just to continue to serve. And right now, the most important thing at the front of my mind, and I want to put it at the front of everyone else is come out to the Back to School Festival yes. August 13th. Um, you know, it's going to be an exciting day. And if you ever wanted to experience Oak Cliff, that's your day to come get a, a good understanding of it. That's fantastic. Taylor, appreciate you joining us, man. We will have you or Xavier Henderson, your partner in crime, on again right. with us real soon because we appreciate you and letting everybody know the greatness that's going on with Fort Oak Cliff in South Oak Cliff. Thanks, Taylor. Already. Thank you, man. Have a blessed day. You too. And joining us right now is the founder of HeyChica.org. It's my friend, Veronica Torres-Hazley. How are you doing, Veronica? Hi, Chris. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Now, I haven't had you on the show in like over a year, and it is so good to catch up with you because I think your organization is really doing things. I mean, especially here in North Texas, it's it's all about Latinx community and Chica supporting Chicas through mentorship, leadership, self-care, and accountability. When you created this nonprofit, Veronica, what was the game plan? Right. So it was created almost, I can't believe, almost four years ago. 
And it was because I didn't see any leadership or self-care initiatives or, non, you know, nonprofits organization that were pouring into Latinas. Mm-hmm. Um, Latinas, as you know, or Latinos in general, are one of the largest, fastest growing populations in the North Texas area. And there's not anywhere that women can go, get poured into, find support for civic issues that are important to us. So I just thought, well, let me create something. Um, and it kept it moving. And it worked so well. Can you talk about some of the things that have happened over the last four years that showed the steady growth and the fact that your idea was correct, that chicas needed to be supporting each other through these mentorship programs, leadership programs, and the fact that you are so well connected, which we will go into, I promise you. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Yes, you know, we started with the Leadership Summit. And surprisingly enough, it brought over 300 chicas together, and it was like a power movement, you know, back then. And then it just grew into a monthly, like, networker. We did Tacos and Chill because women wanted to stay connected, and Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was going to kind of form into this monthly activated networker that continued to build more and more women to follow us. And then we started talking about self-care and women's health care because even now it's such a big issue for women. They want to feel like they're being seen and their voices are heard. And culturally, you know, Latinos, we don't we don't talk about that stuff like us, like me being uh, Mexican-American. We were taught to serve, to keep our head down, not to be seen and to um, not even get an education. My grandparents, you know, were raised us as just being hard workers and stuff. And that has changed. Right. We have mm-hmm. modern day chicas that are now running businesses, that are raising families, that are advocating for rights and voting. So we need to talk about the evolution of the new chica. And that's what inspires women to get together and to be a part of the movement that we started with Hey Chica. In the last two years during the presidential campaign, we developed our first ever Latina voter campaign. Um, In Dallas, Latinos do not come out and vote traditionally. So people who are campaigning don't necessarily message or sit time aside to talk to Latinos because they think, oh, y'all aren't going to vote anyway. That really made me mad. I said, no, we need to get out and vote and support the issues that matter to our communities. I know immigration's big, education's big, Latina equal pay, like a lot of issues that women are not thinking about. So we developed this amazing campaign just to show up at the polls with T-shirts saying that we're Latina voters, we're proud. We weren't nonpartisan. We're not telling you who to vote for. We're just saying just get up and go do it. We got national publicity with CNN. We were highlighted for the Latina voter campaign by DCEO magazine. Mm-hmm. So people are starting to look at us and think, oh, my God, these are movers and shakers in the city. These are women that are in high-level positions in corporations and that are serving and running nonprofits. And the Hey Chica movement just got started in that same way. Well, let's go ahead and give you your props. Like I said, I've been knowing you for years and years and years, and you've always done such tremendous things because you are so well connected. I swear, Veronica, you may be one of the most connected 100 people in all of North Texas. I, I kid you not. And we're talking to Veronica Torres Hazley. <laughs> so yeah, you are. And I, it was just because I think when I first met you, you were working for um, not the Visit city. Dallas. Yes, yeah. Visit Dallas. And so, therefore, you had to talk to all the different corporate leaders who are either moving to Dallas or were already established here in Dallas or people, you know, in, in corporate America who are trying to figure out where to live. Is that how you started becoming connected? Because you have a hell of a network. 
Thank you. You know, one of my close friends told me you are like freakishly connected. Yes. Which is crazy because I connect to the black community. I connect to the LGBT community because you're right. For Visit Dallas, it was my job to bring business to the city and connect companies to economic impact. So during that 17 years that I served there, I built amazing alliances with communities outside of Latino community, more business community nonprofit community and you through sports like mm-hmm. we were out there really trying to make dallas you know one of the top five cities in the nation you're trying so to help get to the super bowl the here i remember dallas. that you guys helped get the super yes. bowl here and we did and we brought it right mm-hmm. and, yes and i'm still engaged with that like i've always had you know a passion for connecting people and i think collaboration to me is the key to success for anyone and so i live by that same you know, the mantra of connecting and collaborating with everyone. So let's talk about this network just a little bit, because that kind of helped you get, you know, HeyChica.org together because you started meeting so many different people. And again, when we say networking nowadays, because of social media, it's all about influence. It's circle of influence. It's the power of influence. And you have been very influential because you know so many influencers. Right. So what happens is that, you know, just as organic as it sounds, yes, people want to be around people that are celebrating like things that they believe in. Right. Mm -hmm. So just think culturally, just because Latinos want to celebrate our Latinidad, which is our culture. And and so they wanted to be a part of something that was represented on a professional level. There was a lot of groups that were representing us as Latinos, but it wasn't like the new representation, the new vibe, the new hype, the new look and feel. So we made it sexy and trendy because everyone wants to be around beautiful things. Everyone wants to be around what's hot. And people wanted to be a part of that because it was very progressive and the approach and the messaging and our digital social media just followed that because it was lively. It was it was hip. It was hype. You know, it's a vibe. <laughs> exactly. In fact, it's it's one thing to have traditional roots in what you guys do, and you recognize your heritage. But it's like okay, but there's more to it than just reflecting on the history. You got to know your history, but you also have to be what's going on now and draw people together with not only reflecting on the past but explaining what's going on now and where everyone's headed to next. Am I right? Yeah. You know, honestly, Chris, it's all about authenticity. Yes. If you're keeping it real, people will see that. People want to hang around with that. People are tired of the fakeness. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being authentic with what I'm talking about, I talk about history, I talk about culture, but I also talk about the progression of what that looks like. People want to be on board with that. So that's, again, another thing is that we keep it real. I mean, we like to know... I like to say we're the no mean girl club. Like we don't want to hate on you and we're not going to be mean to ourselves because we're going to take care of ourselves and we're not going to be mean to our community because we're going to stand up for our community. So it's very simple. That's why I say, hey, Chica is a no mean girl club. You know, don't mean like take care of yourself, take care of your friends and take care of your community. And, and then we're all everything else will kind of fall into place. So you mentioned you guys got together, the, the, the Chicas got together, you were social at first, and then you started doing things to impact people. You mentioned the voting. Can you talk about over the last four years some of the things that you're most proud of that you guys have done? Because the fact that you have this influence, and I'm talking about the fact that you have so many different leaders in your group, and everybody's got circles of friends but networks of influence in the business world that have actually made economic impacts here in North Texas. Yeah. So, you know, the influence has grown because now we're talking to high school girls. We're talking to junior high teachers. We're talking about building a pipeline 
So there's no direct pipeline. So now I can start with our junior high girls, telling them the game. They're going to high school, telling them the game. They're going to college. They're owning businesses. So they're supported. They're connected. They're included. So when they're running things, guess who they're going to come to? Guess who they're going to support? Guess who they're going to pour into? Guess who they're going to write checks to? The same place that they got their opportunity. So we're building a pipeline for women to make their way to wherever it is, the boardroom, the corporate boardroom, the entrepreneurship life, whatever that is, we're helping support that pipeline. And that's what sets us apart and makes it different. That's like the mentorship part, right? Is that, that where you mentor some of these kids who are growing up and saying, okay, I want to get ahead in life. And you say, okay, let me take you under my wing. Is that what it is? Absolutely. But actually we took it a step further. We started going and doing a leadership summit at their school. Nice. During COVID, we were doing it virtually. We were producing, you know, streaming series. We started a book club. We were bringing national people from it. So we had people from Chicago, New York, California that were joining our book club and joining the Hey Chica movement just virtually because they heard about it. They don't have something like that in their cities, and they want to be a part of it. So it actually grew and amplified what we were doing, and now we're getting invited to go to different cities and pop up a Hey Chica summit or self-care summit. That is fantastic. When you look back on your own life, when you were in high school, was there anyone that you leaned on as a big sister or was there any, or did you have to do it by yourself? Tell me what it was, what it was like for you, because again, you're such a, a major success story and you've won all kinds of accolades and awards over the years, especially here in North Texas and nationally you mentioned, but could you talk about when you first started in high school and how you decided to be who you became? Yeah, that's funny that you said that because we're finishing up our Hey Chica movement book that tells the game, right? It talks about my my story because I think the best power, the power we have is storytelling yes. so people can tell theirs. And I, you know, I don't have that easy story. I didn't have an easy path. I was a teen mom. I had a kid when I was 15. You know, I went to college. I grew up with a family that was involved in, you know, the, you know, drugs, everything that you can imagine. And I experienced a lot of turmoil, but I was very optimistic because I think I knew that deep fire inside was I needed to grow my own support system wherever I was. And I took that same feeling and core value in high school. And I stayed in school, even though I had a kid, I stayed in my, you know, my athletics, I played soccer, I did cheerleading, I did all the things that I wanted to do. And that fire that burned took me to college, I went to college, and I graduated and I still, you know, I still had that desire. I had teachers along the way that kind of poured into me, but I also had people that tell me I wasn't going to make it right because Mm -hmm. I was a teen mom. The statistics show that, but I had these people along the way, like my journalism teacher in high school, my, you know, hospitality teacher in high school. I had in college, I had, you know, teachers there that I still have friends. They're my friends on Facebook. So they've seen the evolution of me and what I've done. And, and that makes me proud because I want them to know that they invested in me and I didn't disappoint them. So I had teachers mainly. I didn't have a lot of friends because I moved around a lot and, you know, my family wasn't really supportive. So I was kind of like a loner for a while. And I think that's what burned the fire for me to start Hey Chica because I didn't want people to have that. I wanted them mm-hmm. to have a support system. So that continues to light me up and get up and do what I do with our foundation, the Hey Chica movement. We're talking with Veronica Torres Hazley. She is the founder of HeyChica.org. It is a great nonprofit. Chica supporting Chica's through mentorship, leadership, self-care, and accountability. Um, growing up, like you said, you were somewhat of a loner. Did you have some friends who made it and, and were very successful? I know everybody's got stories of friends they wish they could have told them or they wish they tried to tell them how to do things the right way or try to be more accountable. Can you tell us some of uh, the friends or relationships that you've had that either were also successful or some of those that 
you know, you, 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 it kind of drives you because you don't want that to happen to someone else? Well, you know, again, the school and stuff that I went to was, you know, I was, I grew up in the project. So to see a success story was far and few. Right. I go back and I look at it. I think people are living their life. I think the people that I started to meet once I moved to Dallas, that was my motivator. Dallas is a very successful city. And it's still for me, when I moved here, it was very black and white. I wouldn't say culturally, but it was like either there has or there has not. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was no gray areas in any way. It was still very segregated. But I started to meet the few Latinos that were building their way, like, in, you know, with the chambers of commerce, like the chair, and they would take me under their wing and mentor me. So I didn't get mentorship really when it came to that until I really moved to Dallas and I got involved in the chambers of commerce. And I started mm-hmm. to meet these amazing millionaire and billionaire Latinas now that said, hey, I see you. I'm going to take you with me. And they're still my mentors now. They're doing amazing things in Dallas that have continued to pour into me that are actually donating funds and stuff to Hey Chica. So it's beautiful to see. Um, but I also go to them for advice. I mean, I text them. I stay connected to them. I don't let them just contact me. I do my part. You know, it's a two-way street when you're being mentored or you're the mentee because I think you're never too young to teach and you're never too old to learn. And I think that is definitely important in Dallas. It is about who you know. Yes, you're right, especially in a city like Dallas and in North Texas altogether because there's so many people moving in and and the growth of this area. You've got to have a network of support. And I think uh, your organization is providing a lot of that. And we're we're also talking about uh, self-care. And in that aspect, that's also something that's right up your alley because everybody needs to stay healthy and take care of their bodies. Can you talk about the Chica movement and the fact that you're trying to make sure that a lot of the ladies are, are staying in shape or at least being aware of, you know, the pitfalls or the positives and, and not get, you know, high blood pressure and things like that. Absolutely. So self-care for me, Chris, is actually mental health, right? Mental health leads to physical yes. health. So I think, you know, my husband and I own a yoga studio. We have a gym in Fort Worth. So we're very much advocates for well-being. So Hey Chica just adapted that naturally because it is who I am. And like I said, everything about Hey Chica is how I'm living because it's my personal experience and it's authentic. So I can speak on it because I'm living it. I think we got caught up in a lot of people speaking about stuff that they weren't actually living, right? Like words are cheap. Like if you're talking about Mm -hmm. you're the king of this or whatever, you have to live that way too. And so for me, mental health, wellness, physical health, that is one of the main pillars for anyone to be successful. You can't be a millionaire if you're not healthy and you can't run a business if you're not mentally safe, you know, sound and you're physically stable to be able to. So it all ties into that. And that's what I like to advocate for through the Hey Chica platform is self-care is mental, physical, and spiritual. If that's not in line, you know, from the vertical, the horizontal is not going to work no matter what you're doing. You can't raise your kids. You can't run a business. Mm -hmm. You can't have friends because you're not in stable, you know, mental, physical, and spiritual health. And that's number one. I think now with mental health being top of mind, I think even more women's health, right? You know, advocating for Mm -hmm. our own health for women as a national platform and advocacy, that's the same thing. Like, we've got to start advocating. We can't sit on the sideline and not talk about what's important to women as a community as a whole. So that's when I mean self-care. It means everything. It's community care. It's self-care. It's mental, spiritual, physical and then it's leadership because you can't lead with any of that in place. You know, you mentioned mental uh, care and mental health. It is so important because especially coming out of this pandemic, there were so many people 
that, you know, mentally it just took a lot out of them. Can you talk about how when you were interacting with a lot of people, especially you had to go to Zoom, a lot of them felt alone or they felt overwhelmed in some of the things you recommended that that they do, especially in the Latinx and Hispanic communities, because sometimes people think that, okay, oh, you got it together, you got to go to work, or, oh, I don't have time for it. And then sometimes there are families that they just, it's a taboo subject. Can you talk about those things that you came across, especially coming off of this pandemic when people weren't even really getting out very much and had to wear a mask, and sometimes they had to decide whether they could wear a mask or should get a vaccine and those kind of things, and that was a lot of stress. Yeah, a lot of stress. And again, I experienced it myself. I had a five and seven year old at home. I had to do virtual school. I had to still work. I had to still, you know, and I was battling, you know, like postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. I was bringing light to those things. I was talking about it to take the shame away from it. And I had to talk about it. Me like they had to see me talk about it because if they read about it or someone that doesn't look like them is telling them about it, they're not going to buy into it. Yeah, they're not going to relate to it. You go to your brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to go to your brotherhood or your sisterhood and say, hey, well, what? You go to therapy and they're like looking at me, but I stood in my ground. I'm like, yeah, I go to therapy, not because there's a problem, because I want to prevent problems. I want to, you know, fix the past trauma. All of us have past trauma. If we're not dealing with that, we cannot clear space for opportunity, wisdom, and prosperity because we're still bagging all this stuff that doesn't belong to us that already happened and we got moved past it so during covid yes the vaccine i had to post when i was doing my vaccine because i thought hey if they see me doing it a little bit of influence even if i change my own family's life or decisions on how to do that then it then i feel like i made progress right because we can't change the world but we can at least change or influence the people around us that look up to us or that may use us as their guiding light on what they should do for their health their education you know, everything. And so that's what I'm saying. People have to start being vulnerable, being authentic Mm -hmm. and doing what they believe is right because other people are watching. My kids are watching, right? And their future chicas and they should, I have to be the example. That's the accountability that we need to put on ourselves as adults, as, you know, family members, as leaders in our community and advocates. Like we cannot do this alone and we're not supposed to. So I feel like during COVID, it was super important for us to amplify the things that were important important our health you know vaccines or what issues that were important even the george floyd the george floyd movement latinos had to get behind the black community that Mm -hmm. was you know a lot of people like well that's not our problem no it is you know we have afro latinos it is our problem because justice for one is justice for you know not justice for all so people had to understand that 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 sort of theory behind Right. You know, racism affects right. everybody. You, you know, want to understand each other. Everybody. Yeah, you want to understand yes. each other. That's yes. how you grow. You know, you know we're talking right. about mental wellness and how important it is. And you mentioned yoga. Now, I've told you this before. My sister is a big yoga advocate. She's a yogi in Washington, D.C., and she's talked about it extensively with me. Can you share to people how that adds so much balance in your life and it takes away stress and, and what it meant to you? Right. So I started yoga because at an early age of 30, I had a stroke from living the life, right? Drinking, going out every night. I wasn't taking care of myself. Red Bulls. All Are that you trying stuff. to say you were a party when girl? <laughs> right. You know that. Yes. yes. That's the other part we're not talking about. So literally I was, you know, I was just, just running myself down and I didn't want to get on an anxiety pill or anything because yeah. I came from a family of addicts. You know, I came Mm -hmm. from that. So I was fearful of that. So I was looking into holistic or organic healing. And a friend of mine introduced me to yoga. 
and I started going, of course, I'm an A-type personality, so I got really engaged. I bought a membership, and I'm like, I want to teach it. And then I got certified. I'm like, I want my own place because I didn't see any people of color in the places I would go. So, you know, I've always been that opportunist to open opportunity for my people. And I opened my own studio because I wanted to be welcoming to people who are not traditionally going to yoga studios in the city of Dallas. And that's what we did. And we've been open for eight years. But now my kids go. I do kid activities. I do workshops. I teach meditation. So I'm committed, Chris. I'm telling you, I'm committed to be the example. That means I'm living it. You know, I'm not just talking about it. It's Mm -hmm. important because it saves lives. And it also calms mental health issues that are not necessarily something that needs a pill. It could be easily done by your breath. Exactly. You got to live a healthy life. If you're not healthy, how can you help anybody else? You've got to take care of yourself first. And that starts with your health. And mental health is part of your health. We're talking with Veronica Torres Hazley. She, she's the founder of the HeyChica.org, the, the Hey Chica movement. And again, it's a collective network of Chicas who cultivate an ecosystem of success. You guys have been very successful. Can you talk about what has been happening recently with Hey Chica and what we can look forward to seeing from you guys this, this fall and this at the end of the summer? Yes. Thank you for asking. I'm so proud of the evolution of what we've done. We're in the middle of revamping our logo. It's kind of like a refresh like everyone else sure. is doing. We're revamping our logo, our website. But we finally officially announced our next event on September 17th. It's our self-care summit. And it's going to be huge. We're going to talk about mental health, self-care, everything organic. We're going to bring the sisters back in person because I know we've been doing virtual for so long. Everyone's ready to come back and gather. Yes. And then in October, we're going to do a women's rights brunch. I mean, highly activated, immersive, just like you would see a civil rights movement. We're doing a women's rights brunch and we're bringing all the chicas in to get excited about issues. So that way, our Latina voter can campaign can continue to November 7th and we can show up at the polls and stand up for our voices and our people. And then we're having our leadership summit in March. So we got a long calendar coming and a lot of events happening and you'll see more of us on social media. People want to follow us at Hey Chica movement on Instagram or HeyChica.org on the website. Everything's on there. So there's opportunity for everyone to get involved in what we're doing. Is there any way anyone could either help out, volunteer? Do you want to shout out any of your staff? Name some names of people who have been partnering with you because this is a great opportunity because I think what you've been doing is so outstanding. Absolutely. So Melissa Alfaro is one of a a game changer for me. She's our political um, board member that has been managing all of the advocacy that we've been doing from the Latina voter campaign to our civil rights. Um, Ana Crista Robles, who's now joining us to make sure she's a huge community advocate from Oak Cliff. Mm-hmm. And Margie, Margie Aguilar, who is the CEO of ISP Creative Studios, who does all of our production and marketing pro bono. They know the importance of how it is to, to support something like this. They're not in it for anything other than the actual mission of what we're doing. And Susie Solis, I don't know if you know her. She's an old media. Yes. Anchor. She runs all of our PR Yeah, we have our event planner, Adriana Gallegos. I mean, we have a lot of women that are volunteering their time because they believe in the No Mean Girl movement and the Hey Chica mission. And, you know, they're all engaged. Everyone's just excited and happy to to just be a part of what we're doing. And people can actually go to the website and submit their name and and join our ambassador program and be a volunteer to, to join any of these causes if they're interested in junior high leadership with girls, high school, our civil rights stuff, mm-hmm. you know, our advocacy, our self-care. There's an opportunity for everyone to, to you know, to just um, pour in and get involved. You also have a, a Facebook page too, right? Yeah, it's the Hey Chica Movement. 
Fantastic. And and if are you going to be doing any other school um, mentorship programs? Because you mentioned the fact that you know during the pandemic early on, you had to do a lot of things on Zoom. Yeah, we are. So actually, we've been we started our pilot with Farmers Branch, Carrollton Farmers Branch. We're going to be. Yeah, we're going to be doing, we're looking at Terrell ISD, Dallas ISD, of course, and a lot of our suburbs, right, that are highly populated by Latinas like Arlington and Irving. So they're reaching out to us, Pleasant Grove, Crystal Ray, you know, everyone's reaching out to us because they know the need that's there. You know, we know there's an opportunity, too, to work with teen moms because I told you I'm one. So, you know, everything that I'm passionate about, I definitely pour a little more into that and provide resources for those causes because I was one of those people that needed help. So we're going to be pouring into teen mom programs, leadership academies through the teen moms, like just helping them stay on course and and know and and feel empowered to lead their life, you know, not just because of their circumstance, but because they're able and they have what it takes to to lead their own life in that big way. And you mentioned a little earlier, there are other cities across the country that have kicked the tires on Hey Chica. Uh, there's, there's, There's growth opportunities there as well. There's going to be other branches possibly. Yeah, we're already, you know, I'm from Austin, so definitely Austin, but we've met with our people in Denver. I had a call today with my girl in Philly, and we met in L.A., so we're probably going to do Denver, Philly, and L.A. Um, here in the next 2023, definitely Austin. Um, we did start our own little movement in Fort Worth. I know that's local to us. That's sure, still North Texas. That's another area. Absolutely. We don't want to forget about our neighbors and make sure that we're all inclusive there. Um, and you know what? I'm open to anything. I actually went to Florida, too, in Miami. There's another Latina power group that invited us to the table to collaborate. The Latina um, Latina Pro, my girl out there in Miami, is doing big things. And so I stay connected with those people because they get it. They get collaboration, not competition. Veronica, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. We will talk with you again real soon. I promise you it will not take another year and a half because you guys are doing such <laughs> great things, and we want to have you on the show again. Thank you, Chris. I always love your support. All right. Appreciate you too, Veronica. I'm Chris Arnold of 1053 The Fan. Thank you for joining us. Tune in next week as we focus on other organizations and individuals doing great things in our community right here on Better Living. So long, everybody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.